snap that's right are you pumped up now you ready you charge joe oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah buddy <laughs> happy happy friday happy friday happy friday that's right hanging out in the movie dojo army the the movie horror dojo army today that's right because we have the legend himself joe castro that's right fx artist extraordinaire director producer filmmaker you know he he's a he's a renaissance man man of many talents <laughs> But he took some time uh, out of his busy schedule because he's, I mean, your resume is insane. Like I was just going through all that you do. I'm like, man, I, I don't know how I'm going to how to do this in a short podcast, but we'll do we'll, I'll do the best I can. Uh, but we appreciate you coming by, man, hanging out with us, talking movies and our love for horror flicks and sci-fi movies and movies in general. Uh, it's, it's awesome to have you here to talk uh, movies with us. Let's see who is here so far. Who we got in the movie Doge Army? Jake Hall in the house. We got Hermes, Lady Danish, Nate Dogs, that's right, Heather Love, Alan, that's right, Movie Dojo Army slowly trickling in here like they always do to hang out with the the badass guests of the day. <laughs> you are very kind. Thank you, Samurai, for having me on the show today. Yeah. It's always an honor and a privilege to spend time with my indie horror and uh, cult movie genre family. Uh, anytime I get to spend with uh, all of you... Uh, amazing talented lovely men and women out there in the indie film world it's uh it's just a it's, it's a dream come true really to be a part of this big uh amazing family of people talented people yeah yeah we appreciate it we appreciate what you do and that's you know one of the reasons why i wanted to reach out to you is because i've, I've come across several of your your work if i've seen photos and stuff, i was like this is insane uh-huh. so remember i don't know if you remember like maybe two years ago uh, I had another podcast with another guest, and I was like, hey, you seen Joe Castro stuff? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, we on the channel here, especially with my wife, we really champion practical effects. You know, we champion real, you know, makeup effects, practical effects, and we will take that any day over a horrible billion-dollar CGI <laughs> crap fest. Uh, you, you know, know what I mean? You know, on that note, I just want to say, uh, I guess it was, um, was it Easter week? Did Easter just happen, right? It was Easter weekend just happened like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And they play yeah. The Wizard of Oz, I think, on Easter weekend. And my partner and I are watching The Wizard of Oz, you know, and that's, it's a handmade film. Like, like literally people's hands painted those backdrops and sewed those costumes together and created everything that you see. And like, I, I, I just, I, I like, I know, I still... You know, I'm a grown man, but I still cry. I, cry, I like, cry, like physically start crying. I start crying <laughs> watching, like you know, those munchkins dancing around, all those handmade costumes, and yeah. you know, everybody sets. had prosthetics on and their faces and all painted up. And the, you're right, the sets are all handmade, and 
you know, um, there were just, yeah. you know, countless artisans that put that together. And, you know, it's not like I can push a button and duplicate a tree, you know, right. or duplicate buildings. Like, see, you know, yes, there is a, 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 a an art form to CGI, but, yeah. you know, there's, yeah. some, there's, there's nothing like uh, the real hands-on craft, right. you know, craftsmanship of making films with your own two hands. Yeah. Yes. Well said. Very well said. And CGI, we champion good CGI. When some, and sometimes... <laughs> Some of the best CGI, you don't even know it was CGI. That's right. And that's, that's some of right. the best stuff, you know. And we champion that stuff. But still, I'm from old school, man. You know what I mean? You know, like right. Some of the creature effects and John Carpenter's The Thing, they still hold up today. Oh, and absolutely. And you see some of these modern-day horror movies, it looks like garbage, you know. <laughs> and they have bigger budget than what John Carpenter had to work with, you know what I mean? You know, and so yeah, true. like even even in the even in the microfilm industry, I've seen amazing effects. Uh, the the micro budgeted movies, mm-hmm. I've seen better effects. You know, I will any day I will take Dog Soldiers, which is my favorite werewolf movie all, of all time. I will take Dog Soldiers any day over Underworld Blood Wars. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but you know, that's, I'm using that as an example. You know, but we do champion. We're not shitting on CGI. Just. To, yeah. Bullshit CGI. We got we got to be honest, right? If it's bullshit, we got to call it bullshit. But but we're here to talk about what we love, and that's just practical effects and makeup and 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 like like you said, you look in the movies of old school or movies recently when they're done correctly, and you're like, hey, that practical effect is great. That makeup is great. Why? Because it's real. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's that, aliens. James Cameron's aliens. Look at the alien queen walking around. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff is amazing. <laughs> also, uh, there's a movie called The Company of Wolves. Have you ever seen The, the Company of I've Wolves? I've been wanting to see that for eight, forever. Oh, so. You have got okay. to see it. It's okay. a, n- okay. another one of these handmade films. And everything in the film is done practical. And there are there's at least, like I want to say, three or four werewolf transformations in the movie. And they're all oh. done in ways that have never been done before. So if you've never seen The Company of Wolves, I believe it's on okay. Amazon Prime. You should, like, like literally... Give yourself a gift and watch I'm it tonight gonna, or tomorrow. I'm gonna do it we'll tonight. Watch it, to, we'll watch it tonight. It's called the Company of Wolves. Let me yeah, know what you think about. It. I yeah. will. I will. I'll message you. Yeah, I will. But uh, it, yeah, it, I just—it's funny you mentioned that because I just recently talked about it like a couple of days ago. I was like, man, I always remember that awesome artwork. I used to see it on the VHS stores, and I was uh-huh, like, yeah, what is yeah, that? yeah, you know, and, and th- that's actually in the movie. So just what? like it does not does not disappoint. Like okay, it, like, like that that you know how like today you see like movie posters and it's like, wow, this looks amazing, and like what's on the movie poster is not really in the film, or you know, right, you know, right. yeah, yeah, whatever. And but <laughs> but that that uh, they, when you see the, the the movie poster for the Company of Wolves, it has some guy, and he's like screaming and his like a wolf is coming out of his mouth right that that's actually in the movie it's oh actually in the movie. so shit, i gotta yeah, check. You, okay you've got to see it and I'm the a, whole movie is, tonight. oh yeah there's so many like beautiful little practical effect sequences in it that have nothing to do with even werewolves it's just like all kinds yeah. of little handcrafted things in the film so oh, um nice. yeah let me know what you think about it because uh oh, my I partner my, yeah my partner and I, I showed it to him for the first time about a month ago and like he had it. never Love seen it. it yeah I, i've been with my partner for 23 years so every once in a while oh, i right. dig out some Congratulations. like oh, oh thank you uh, some old yeah. 80s film you know that he's never yeah, seen yeah. before i'm like we gotta watch the company rules and he was like wow he goes wow i'm you know people really took the time to do that you know and you can really yeah. respect that yeah so See? uh 
See, that's, uh, yeah. why, that's why I got you here today. <laughs> but before we get into uh, some of the stuff that you've done, I have, I have some images of some of your work, and you could talk all about it. Um, how did you get into, the, like, what motivated you, what inspired you to, like, get into this industry and do what right. you do? That's a fantastic question. Uh, how did what 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 truly inspired me to get into making movies and special effects? Well, when I was this is a very uh, everybody a lot of people that know me know this story. But when I was seven years old, my father was uh, babysitting me on a weekend with that my mother was away with her her fr- her friends uh, on a trip. Uh, I believe it was a cruise. I was seven years old. It was some it was on some trip. Maybe it was like maybe it wasn't a cruise. Maybe it was a a, a, a like a convention with teacher convention because all of her okay. friends were teachers. Right. She was a high school teacher when I was seven years old, and um, he was at working on the ranch. I grew up on a goat ranch in Helotus, Texas, and uh, he was out outside working on the ranch. And he said, "Hey, son, I want you to stay inside, and you know, I don't." As he was working with some heavy equipment, he said, "I don't want you to hurt yourself, uh, so I want you to stay inside. I want you to watch this." And he knew that I was interested in like dragons and dinosaurs growing up. So he said, here, watch this. I know you're going to like it. Yeah. I know you're going to really like it. So he sat me in front of the TV to watch, you know, for like two hours while he worked. Cause it was like a Saturday afternoon creature feature. We'd had these things every Saturday afternoon. They, they, they showed the, uh, I grew up in, near San Antonio, Texas. So the local television station there had this thing called creature features and they would show nice. like an old monster movie every Saturday afternoon. And it was Godzilla versus the smog monster. Yes. And it, 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 if you've never if you've never seen Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, it's actually considered the darkest Godzilla movie <laughs> yes. because Godzilla almost dies in the movie, and uh, yeah. so it was a really dark Godzilla yeah. film. Yeah. And um, he knew that I would like it. And by the time the credits were in, were in, done, you know, rolling at the end of the film, I knew when that movie was over that I wanted to make monsters and I wanted to make movies for a nice. living. That's all I wanted to do. I was like, how do they do that? And my father said, that's special effects. You know, my right. father told me, is that special effects? And so, and I remember when the credits were rolling at the end, I, we saw there was special effects person. I said, that's what I want to do. I want to grow up and I want to do that. Dad. Nice. And he you knew just, that that's what I, yeah. You just scored so many points yeah. right now at our community right now. <laughs> like, yeah. oh shit, he likes Godzilla. There's a scene uh, in the film where Godzilla is lying in a pit and the smog monster is like regurgitating, like literally like, but, you know, oozing sludge onto him, like trying to suffocate yeah. him, and he's like yeah. choking, and he's grabbing at his neck because he can't breathe. And I think yeah. he has like a, a wound on his eye because the smog monster sh- shot like this poison, like yeah, flying right. dart into his eye. Yeah. So yeah, Godzilla's yeah. going, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you like, you just, you care, you care for the character yeah. uh, in yeah. that film. He was a good guy, and um, yeah, so that movie really changed my whole rock, my whole world. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, now, did you? How did you start to learn? Like, what were some of the steps? That's a good question. How did I begin learning how to create special effects? Yeah, uh, in the um, the late seventies, early eighties. Well, uh, there a couple a couple of uh, of venues uh, that helped me learn. One was um, uh, there was a magazine called Famous Monsters of Filmland, and it was uh, put together. The editor of the magazine was Forrest J. Ackerman. And if you don't know who Forrest J. Ackerman is, then your education in the world of science fiction horror is is uh, incomplete. <laughs> okay, Forrest J. Ackerman was the first sci-fi horror fan ever. He was the very first one ever. When he was a young boy, he grew up here in Los Angeles. He snuck onto the Universal Studios backlot when they were shooting Dracula. Mm-hmm. 
and nice. he met he met Bella Lugosi, oh. and Bella Lugosi gave him a small glass bottle of the blood that he used on set during oh the uh, making of Dracula, and then later on. He asked Bela Lugosi for the ring that he was wearing in the film, and Portia Ackerman got to keep the ring. Oh, Bela Lugosi cool wears. Yeah, and so he was so, the first so fanboy. He was the first fan, <laughs> and he started collecting memorabilia of horror films. And then later on, in the I believe it was the late fifties, early sixties, he was became the editor of his first magazine of, of the magazine Famous Monsters of Filmland, and so began fandom. That's how fandom began. And yeah. he also um, he also uh, coined the phrase sci-fi. He his estate actually owns that phrase sci-fi. That's why the sci-fi network spells it differently because oh, they okay. can't I was, I was use curious. yeah because they used to call it sci-fi and they spelled it uh, yeah. S C I dash F I. And I guess at some point he's like you know got to pay me. And they changed. They changed. They changed it to. Oh, I was always curious. I was always curious. That makes sense. I was always curious. Like, why did they change it? Put a Y. (laughs) So, 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 Forrest made this magazine, and I, I bought the. My first issue was issue number seventy-seven, and uh, I bought it in nineteen. Or maybe 75 and I bought it in 1977 and um, it had like the fun house monster, I think on the front of it. And um, yeah. And uh, I read that. And then he had other publications and other people started making other publications of fandom. And one of them was a magazine called Cinemagic. And if you Google Cinemagic online, I believe, I'm not sure how many issues there were of it, but basically what Cinemagic was, it was a magazine that was produced by people that wanted to make movies and make special effects. And there were people like John Dodds and um, I yeah, countless other independent yeah. filmmakers that, that helped produce this magazine or that put articles in this magazine and they described how they made special effects. But the best part about this magazine was if you bought a subscription, uh, uh, in the, once a year in the back of the magazine, you could write a paragraph and put it in there. And so I wrote, I got a subscription and I wrote, hi, my name, and I was Joey Castro at the time. And I live in Helotus, Texas, and I want to talk to other special effects artists. And if you're interested in talking about special effects, I put my phone number in there. And people called me from all over the United States and we talked about special effects and how we made them. And of course, the magazine itself um, introduced like ways to make monster masks. It had step-by-step instructions. And you can still get that issue. It's issue number six. Cinemagic issue number six. If you Google it online, uh, issue number six has step-by-step instructions of how to make make a rubber mask. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, where it, that's where it began. That's where it began, yeah. Nice. At, the age of, at the age of 12, I made my first rubber mask. Yeah. How cool is that? How cool so is if that? you're like 21 and you're like trying to figure it out, I, yeah. I like I like will literally tell people, go Google Cinemagic number six and follow the directions. If you can't follow the directions, you probably aren't going to be that. You know, like <laughs> I did as a 12-year-old, so yeah. you, can, you can do it, you can right? Do it. You can yeah, do it. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, that's and awesome. That, that magazine will give you like literally the fundamentals and the foundation of where to begin thinking and using and acquiring tools to become a special effects artist. Excellent. That's that's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. You hear that? Upcoming filmmakers and special effects artists. Listen and to also, Joe. 
And also, you know, but, but but that didn't stop me. Like over the years, you know, of course I learned from my friends. I also want to include a couple of other people who teach. Like I, I, I still, even today, after working in the industry for 40 years, I have uh, taken classes from uh, Rob Berman, whose father uh, created the special effects for so many big Hollywood films like um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, Rob worked on John Carpenter's remake of The Thing, Ghostbusters, The Beast Within, yeah. Cat People. I go on and on and on and on. And uh, nice. Rob Berman teaches a uh, uh, classes here in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area. And I, I recently took one of his classes about two years ago. I, I learned more from Rob in like a two week period than I had like the entire like decade before working with my friends just because he's gotcha. someone that's been in the industry for so long it's like he knows so much even if he tried to not teach you something just by speaking he's teaching you something right, like everything right. he says and does yeah. he's constantly teaching you there's rob berman uh brian way who is a very uh well-known sculptor uh create uh, creature creator here in los angeles i took a class with him and he teaches classes uh, don lanning is also a character designer sculptor creator and he teaches classes here in Los Angeles. So, you know, like any good actor, like even even like Academy Award winning actors, they still take acting classes. They still keep yeah. up their and polish their craft. Right. I do the same thing, you know. So it's almost and, like uh, you never really stop learning, right? Never, ever stop learning. Right. And uh, you always go to, you know, go, go to someone and, you know, you can just ask, you could ask anybody, hey, can you teach me? Of course, it may cost you a little bit of money, but it's always money well spent when it comes to right. chasing your dream and your career. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And you're living your dream. So congratulations. Living the dream. That. That's thank right. You, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you got uh, some comments from chat here. You got artist Mrs. Kim saying, Joe Castro is a great creator. That's right. Got Hermes saying, I also cry watching Godzilla movies. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah. That, when I hear those trumpets, uh, you, know, when, you know, the Godzilla's theme. So, yeah. you know, like, like, I, like, I think the last time we went to see, I don't know if Shin Godzilla had that or not at the beginning of it, but if I'm in a movie theater and I hear those trumpets, I just you yeah. know, see a full, you ever want to see a full grown man start to cry at random? Like, <laughs> I, I try to hold back the tears. It's almost like, um, I don't, are you familiar with the electrical light parade at Disneyland? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my yes. gosh. I cannot not cry. I cannot not <laughs> cry when I hear that. Those songs. And I, the last time we went down to a Disneyland here in uh, in Anaheim, and uh, it was like the last week of the Electrical Light Parade before they took it away. And I was yeah. standing there next to a family with kids and stuff, and my partner and I, you know, I'm 51. He's going to be 52 this year. Is he, you know, this full-grown man in tears as the song begins. You know, it's just uh, I, I can't help myself. I'm an artist, and it yeah. touches me so deeply. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, you got Hermes here saying uh, he's taking notes. All that you said, he said he's taking notes. Look at okay, that. yeah, good, yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, the, um, you know, and, and but some of my other teachers weren't even people that I took classes with. Like, um, I, I worked with um, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis. I don't know if anybody's familiar with his movies. Oh, uh, Godfather of Gore. You know, I mean Herschel. If you haven't seen a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie, and you like horror and gore movies, you need to go out and do that now. Oh yeah. You know, you need to stop what you're doing and grab yourself stop a Herschel. Now. Yeah. Oh. After this is over. After the interview. Yeah. Go find, find a Herschel Gordon. 
My, my favorite Herschel Gordon Lewis movie is a movie titled The Wizard of Gore. Of course, it was remade and starred Crispin Glover, but see the original if you can. Um, and uh, Blood Feast, which is considered the original splatter slasher yes. movie ever made. It's the first one ever made. It was made in 1963. And people say Blood and Black Lace, or I forget, there's a couple of gala movies that were made in 1964 right. or 1965, mm -hmm. even later 1963, but they followed Herschel's formula, which is... Uh, right. Innocent victims being stalked one by one, each being massacred on camera in a brutal, bloody death. Right. And then at, at the end of the film, in the climax of the movie, uh, the killer is killed by the hero or heroine of the movie in an even more gory and horrific death. That's right. the formula that Herschel uh, created when he when he when he made Blood Feast. So there you go. Started yeah. it all. Started it all. Herschel started right there. Started it right there. And speaking and I, of Blood Feast. Who's that guy on the left there? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that guy in blue shorts there? Who's that? Well, I don't know. I do. I don't even recognize that person there. No, that is uh, that is me working on set with Herschel and Herschel. Um, uh, it was the first time I had met him in person, and I had no idea how much that man influenced my entire life. And That's then I awesome. met him and realized, oh my gosh, I have been, you know, uh, inspired by this man's visions my entire career so far. And um, when I met him, he taught me how to make my blood even more bloody. He taught me how to make my gore even more gory. And he taught me uh, how to be a gentleman. He taught me how to be a friend. He taught me how to be a, uh, a man that uh, uh, is appreciative of the world around me. He's just an amazing teacher. And uh, nice. you know, he's since passed on, he passed away in 2016. But yeah. uh, he did give me the blood formula to the blood used in the original slasher movie ever made blood feast uh, before he passed on so it's kind of uh, like one of my one of my you know i don't know yeah. how to say it. it's one of my 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 most uh proud uh, possessions is just the knowledge of the blood formula and sometimes i will make a little batch of it yeah. and bring it and bring it to set because it still has an amazing use i still yeah. use his formula for certain things um, it photographs great in certain lighting and I against certain skin and I use it, uh, I'll, I'll bring it to set and I'll say, Hey, here's some Herschel Gordon Lewis blood that I mixed up for this, for this shot. And, uh, maybe bless the set with it, you know, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> good, good, luck, good Absolutely. luck charm. Yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah so we got a fluffy pig monster here says, yo, fat samurai guy with Joe Castro. Great time. Chat's having fun hanging out with us. Uh, speaking of Herschel, uh, RIP, Man, look at this! Look at this chat. This is amazing. Like, look at this. I love this photo because just look at the detail. It's it's just beautiful. It's just really Thank beautiful. How, how long did it take you to do this? I sculpted that piece in Don Lanning's 3D sculpting class here in uh, uh, Sherman Oaks, California. Uh, I did that uh, right before the pandemic. I wish I would not have waited until after Herschel died to do this. I wish I would have done this before he died, but uh, uh, I'm sure he'd be very proud of it. I, uh, uh, it took me a week. It took me five days. It was a five-day oh class. Five it was a five, days. A five-day class <laughs> to do that. And, uh, wow. you know, the thing about taking, like, a, like, you know, going to school for anything, but even for something creative, is it gives you an opportunity to literally sit and just push away everything in the world and go, let me focus and learn this. And learn it well, you know. Uh, like whenever, uh, what's something that Rob Berman taught me? Uh, he doesn't even know he taught me this, but he taught me this. Like I said, these 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 men have been working so long in the business. They just 
everything they do and say is, is some tidbit of information. And you know, Rob taught me. You know, whenever I, he sculpts, whenever I, whenever I sculpt something, you know, you, you think about sculpting the face or the character. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't, don't think about that. Think, don't think about sculpting the whole face. Think about sculpting the 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 nostril, and really perfect just the nostril, because the face is too much. I mean, it's it's, it's just so much going on. Yeah. Just think about sculpting the eyelid. Okay. Or the eye, la- the, you know, the, the lip of the eye around the eyeball, and focus on that. He, he he said, you know, if you if you can't if you can't perfect reality, you'll never be able to get people to really appreciate the fantasy that you're trying to produce. Oh, so I work, like that. Yeah, so that's work nice. on the reality. Yeah, yeah, so 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 you know that's yeah. I just wow. I you have no idea how like I learned that like like literally less than two years ago, about two years ago, and totally just shaped my entire career in a whole new level that's why most of the work i post online now i mean i it's just there's something new every time i post it because i'm learning i I just began began to remain more teachable you know i'm not i'm not not you know when i was in my 30s i was like know it all right and now i'm in my 50s and i'm i i realize i know very little and that works well that works really well that was an amazing piece, though. Chat's losing it over here. They're going, really awesome. That's amazing. This is amazing listening to Joe and his work. Uh, loving your red mohawk. Oh, well, thank you, Hermes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I give a shout-out to myself accidentally. <laughs> I was going to say something about your mohawk. Uh, oh, I, you. I, yeah, you know, I mean, if I had hair up there, I would do a little mohawk, too. I, I used to have a, a turquoise mo- mohawk. And Are I you had a still, blonde. like, huge? I'm not as big as I used to. No, I'm not. Uh, I was like, dude, is this that takes a, a lot of work. Is this a body? That, is he a bodybuilder too? What's going on here? That takes a lot of work. Man. You know, it takes a lot of work to 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 be in shape all the time. How many? You know, there's a couple of, of of in shape film directors out there, but uh, uh, and there's a couple of in shape uh, special effects artists out there. I don't know many in their 50s that are still in, in amazing shape. There yeah. used to be a time back in like the in the 80s. When I was really rocking the gym, and you know, uh, but, but but my skills weren't all that great. You know, it's like one or the other. You either focus on on working out, or you focus on your life skills, or whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, that I was. I just a, recently just like, got back into lifting again, so I got get I got get got get like Joe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you, you, you gotta gotta take we gotta take care of ourselves. If we don't have That's our right. health, we have nothing. You know? Right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let's keep rocking and rolling here with some of the work that you've done. So I have seen the trailer for Terror Tunes three, okay, and already <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is my kind of stuff because I love horror <laughs> anthologies, and this looks like this is going to be crazy, wild. It's going to have some comedic moments, but yeah. So how did this become a little cult phenomenon you got going here? Wow, that's uh, thank you for sh- asking and thank you for sharing that. Terror Tunes one, two, and three. Terror Tunes one was a movie that my partner Stephen Escobar and I produced back in two thousand one, and you know the idea to make the movie came from the entire concept that I worked on this movie with a director in Austin, Texas. His name was Kelly Green, and he directed a movie called Attack of the Bat Monsters. I think you can get it on Vimeo right now. Okay, the movie is not a horror movie. It's a movie about the making of a science fiction horror movie in the 1950s. Really? Yeah. Wow. And back in and, and, and it's interesting because back in the 1950s they were doing micro budget films like we're doing today. In fact, they would shoot them in like 3 or 4 days. 
and they would do them. Just, they would they would do this really crazy gorilla style stuff, and that's yeah. what this movie's about. It was about the making of this micro budget film, and I was like, and and then I realized um, Roger Corman made this movie called Battle Beyond the Stars. Yeah, and James yeah. Cameron like made all the special effects spaceships in the movie, and James Cameron also shot all like the you know spaceship stuff. He did all these like second unit special effect shots. Yeah, and they shot the entire movie in three days. In no. a studio, they shot the movie in three days. No. Uh, yeah, they, so they, wow. they did. They did this back in like the early eighties. So, right. there people are still doing it, and I'm like, why can't we make a movie in three days? Yeah, why don't, why don't we make one in three days? And that's how Terratunes One came about. We nice. decided to shoot a movie in three. Oh, a friend of mine named Carrie Lou, who's actually an actress in the film, she wrote a screenplay in three days, and she let me read it, and it was pretty good. Nice. And I said, oh, well, you can write a screenplay in three days. We can make a movie in three days. There you go. So I said, uh, so my partner uh, at the time, well, my, my writing partner, his yeah. name was Rudy Bali, my, my best friend from high school. He and I wrote the screenplay, like, I don't know, a week, a week or two weeks. And then we planned on shooting the feature in um, three days over Easter weekend in 2001. And um, coincidentally, we just shot Territons 4. Oh, 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 Easter weekend. It was like literally 20 years later. Uh, we shot in 2001. We recently shot part four. And um, so we made the movie in three days. We shot it for $2,300. And nice. when you make a movie for $2,300 and it ends up in every blockbuster in America, yeah, you make a profit. Right. You know what I'm saying? There you because go. It, yeah. and, and it was in every blockbuster, uh, Hollywood video, um, Walmart, Kmart, Best yeah. Buy, uh, Target, um, what was the other one? Oh, Netflix. Even Netflix picked it up. So uh, we made nice. a good profit in it, and it was everywhere, and it, and it turned but into yeah, a little bit But yeah, this looks, I mean, that trailer, I'm already sold by the trailer. It looks so wild. But uh, <laughs> well, pa, 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 look at this shot right here. Look at that. Well, that's from uh, part uh, 1.5, which is an extra. It's a short extra on the DVD. You can only get it on the DVD oh, right, of Terratunes right. 2. Yeah, that's from Terratunes 1.5. Look at that, though. That's yeah. so wild. Love it. Thank you. So, since you mentioned it, um, I was going to ask you later, but uh, since you, we're talking about it now, so is there a release date for this? Yeah, I'm by the end of the year. By the end of the year. Oh, In fact, awesome. my partner right now is is finishing the first cut of it. Uh, okay. he, he said he's going to show it to me this weekend. We have a rough, rough cut of the of the film. Now, the first uh, sixty minutes of the of the film is already completed. It's already been edited and has sound and everything. Nice. In, in fact, um, uh, Linnea Quigley, Brink Stevens, love who her. you might know, uh, her, yeah. Debbie Rashawn, Billy Blut Butler from Friday Thirteen Part Seven and the remake of Night of the Living Dead is in it. Uh, nice. You have um, there's a whole it's a whole Danny Cassidy amazing characters and uh, uh, everybody that you love is in it and. Um, so they, 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 Brink Stevens makes her directorial debut in the film. She oh, actually okay. wrote a portion of the movie that she stars in and directs uh, in the film. And it's called right. Personal Demons, which is a part of Terratunes 4. And then we have uh, 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 something that we recently shot. We shot the last uh, like 30 minutes of the film recently. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. whenever we get closer to uh, the release of the film, hit me up. Let me know. We'll oh, absolutely. Panel. We'll have a oh. panel, talk about it, and have a good that time with everybody here. That would be an honor, and I yeah. would be very grateful for that. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. But this stuck out, too, when I was going through your filmography, because I love slashers. And I saw this, and I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> I was like, the summer of massacre. I was like, wait, there's 155 body count 
in this movie. So you you have congratulations, Joe, on winning the Guinness World Record here for the highest body count in a slasher film. So I'm like, I have to see this. Uh, like I have to watch this now. It's right up my alley. It, Just the fact that that's in there, I have to see it. Thank you, thank you, thank you yeah. for the accolades for that. You know, it was a, it was a team effort. I did not do it by myself. I had um, I asked uh, a lot of people to participate in that film, and uh, I couldn't have done it without my partner. It, you know, it, it, it took a lot of like, uh, and also there was another gentleman. His name is Schroeder. Uh, who is the editor of Cult Movie Magazine? He also helped me uh, co- helped us co-produce that film and write it. And um, you know, we made that period uh, over a period of a year and a half. And um, I was going to CGI school while uh-huh. I was making that film, yeah. so I was going to school, and then we were shooting the movie on the weekends. And um, it was it was a big undertaking, and we try to keep it really a secret. Like no one got a whole copy of the script when we, when okay. we were shooting it. So yeah. no one knew what we were trying to do. And then, um, you know, uh, once we were done with it and we had this amazing, like, huge body count, we contacted the Guinness Book of World Records uh, in the UK. Amazing. And, yeah, they had this whole laundry list of things, <laughs> hoops we had to jump through to get it. But uh, I was determined to get it. Like, boom, boom, yeah. Boom, 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 yeah. And, um, you know. Uh, I dare. I dare anyone to try to top this. <laughs> well, hey, well, I, and, and I dare him, too, because we're. Uh, I'm already getting ready to beat that record. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the, yes. so, so bring it, bring it on, yes, uh, yes. bring it on. Oh no, I'm excited, <laughs> for, I'm excited for this project now. Yeah, 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 chat, chat. The Summer of Massacre. Make sure you guys check it out. 155 body count in it. I'm kind of sold, and I'm also sold not just because of that, but again, your work on the practical effects here. I mean, look at this. This is this is amazing. There's a lot of practical in the film, but there's also a lot of digital. There's a All lot right? of things that I could yeah. not do. I just, right. I, you know, to get that body count way up there, I did a lot of digital stuff. But the movie is very stylized. Yeah. And most people go okay. into it, they think, oh, they're going to see like a basic Friday 13 film. It's not that way at all. It's yeah. uh, very stylized. It won over 36 awards the year it was released. Look at that. And Look at um, that. Awesome. It's, uh, I, I, I have, it has a really soft place in my heart because, um, like I said, I was go- going to school learning how to do CGI when I made this film. So there's a lot of stuff that I wouldn't do this way today. But right. it is what it is, you know. It's a, yeah. it's kind of like it was a kind of big experiment, and nice. a lot of people that I love are also in the film and awesome. were a part of my career. So yeah, yeah, that's Couldn't I, have done I that. Gotta, I gotta watch it, and I'm really excited for the new one coming out. But uh, what, what's going on with the guy's face there in the front? <laughs> like, so, which one? Is that is he getting smashed in the? Oh face yes, by yeah, a that, log? That, that that is what the is actor. That? That's an actor. His name is Evan Owens, and he gets. Uh, one of the killers who is Nick Principe. He's the guy uh, up above that with that big lump on his head. Uh, <laughs> is, that, that that is he's a. I, oh, I'm not going to tell you. It's a okay, really good okay. story in the film. This okay. movie is also an anthology film. It's called The Summer oh, Massacre. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and right so in the, yeah, and uh, the uh, the killer takes this stick in the woods and big log and bashes him in the face with it. Love it. Know? I'm yeah. sold. I got to watch it. You gotta watch. Of, it's got a lot, it's got a lot of nudity. It's got a lot of nudity and a lot that's of. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty sexy film. There you so go. I'm gonna say it's a very it's sexy. Also film. sexy. Yeah, Se- sexy. Something for everyone. There you go. But um, excuse me, <clears throat> I love the uh, Night of the Demons movies, and uh, I love Angela. I love Angela. She is fantastic. Uh, but I, I saw this was on your resume as well. So did you also help with? 
uh, the makeup effects as well? I did help with the makeup effects. I didn't work on Angela's specific makeup. Uh, it was an honor and privilege to work on this movie. And, you know, kudos to Kevin Tenney for having an amazing franchise. I actually uh, stayed behind while everybody went up to Canada to okay. shoot the film. And I stayed behind with my friend Mark Villalobos. Uh, we, we were, like, at the lab finishing up stuff, shipping it up to them. And basically what happened was um, they uh, I helped make, like, uh, uh, let me see. I did all of Angela's flesh. The flesh oh, uh, okay. that, that melts off of her at the end of the film when you see her hand going through the porthole. I think there's like a skeleton nice. arm with like flesh dangling on it. Yeah. And um, I also uh, created uh, 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 the, the there was a cheesy like um, uh, devil mask. And I think I painted the devil mask and okay. I helped yeah, uh, yeah, I the, my boss put that together. Uh, there's also a um, I think a shot where Angela kisses somebody in a. De- her devil tongue goes through his mouth and out the out the back of the head. Yeah. I made that big long devil tongue. Yeah, um, nice and uh, little stuff like oh, the, the, there's yeah. a, one, one of the lead characters gets his heart ripped out. I guess he's like the investigator, the sheriff, or the detective uh, at the at the end of the film, and right, and right, right, made right, the right. the heart getting ripped out. Yeah. Like, all the little incidental stuff that uh, they didn't put in in, in they didn't they didn't rush up to set with. I I finished right. it up and we. Package nice. it up and ship it up to Canada where they were shooting the film. Yeah, well, those yeah. are key moments, though. It's still, that's still cool. You're a part of the key moments in the movie. Thing, yes, awesome. thing, like I said, it was an yeah. honor to be a part of that. Yeah, so, yeah. So here, uh, let's talk about this because I see all these. Look at all these awards and positive feedback. So nine ways to hell. What's this about? Nine ways to hell is also another anthology film, and there are nine different directors in the movie, and it was oh, nice. produced uh, uh, by a good friend of mine, Nick- Nicholas Dragon, here in L.A. And just a whole bunch of amazing people involved in the film. Um, but uh, I was uh, asked to come in and make some of the key uh, score elements of the movie. And um, it was kind of like a pet project with these nine different directors producing their films. And uh, But once That's again, awesome. very honored to be a part of them. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Called, yeah. You, they, called, they called the man, helped them yeah, out. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's keep it going here, man. Like this right here. Look, Wishmaster 4, son. Which uh, a lot of people pretty much like over the third one. They they like four over three, definitely. That's their I, favorite. But I, I, I didn't I know see, you were involved with this too. This is awesome. Well, I, you know, I I I am going to give credit to. I worked on the special effects team, and yeah. uh, and, I, and and even when you see this picture posted online, I always write that I was a part of the team, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, I'm not taking credit for any of these things altogether myself. But I will say this: I did sculpt all the horns you see on all of these costumes. That was, those yeah. are my horns, even nice. on the main uh, uh, Jin, uh, the evil Jin's horns. Uh, I did sculpt these the rib cage there, and I helped construct the suits. I think on the other side of that picture is Mark Villalobos, who who keyed these suits, and um, we were all working with him on the suits. But uh, nice. yeah, you know that was uh, that was uh, once again uh, a, a ch- by chance and luck. I, and I'm very grateful to have been involved in uh, Wishmaster three and four, and um, yeah, nice. that was I learned learned a lot from that crew of people. Yeah, nice, nice. Boom! Look at this. Look at this, Chad. Are you seeing this? This is a more amazing work. Like the fangs, everything. <laughs> like this is just really good. Are these, yeah, that, are, are these for other films all together in this one shot, or is this mm-hmm. just you just showing off, Joe? Got, there's a couple of things <laughs> going on here. Let's all see. Right. Um, the picture of me at the top with those giant horns coming out of my mouth, basically, they're like giant horns. That's fangs. you? Yeah, that's me, yeah. That's me. 
awesome. If you notice, I have a little tiny mouth. My mouth is kind of tiny. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a big stretch to get those horns coming out of the mouth. <laughs> um, that was Halloween. That was Halloween one Love year. Uh, the, the picture below, um, that's Francois Zagat from uh, – he was in um, Saw 6, I think. Okay. okay. And, and, but that's from a movie called um, – L.A. Zombie, those fangs and those. If you notice, he's got some contacts in that make his eyes look a little metallic. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, nice. that that was yeah. And uh, the the one in the middle, the, the, that mutated, deformed-looking inbred thing, that was never used. It was I was created for a promotional piece for oh, okay. the the original film, The Summer Massacre. Uh, or Summer Massacre was 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 going to be called The Summer of the Massacre, and it was oh. being co-produced by myself and my partner and a and a, and a UK uh, magazine called Gorezone. Okay. And uh, and what happened was they decided uh, to not uh, endure, to endorse the project uh, at the very last minute. So we changed the title of it to the, the Summer of Massacre, and the entire kind of synopsis kind of changed. So we gotcha, didn't gotcha. I didn't use that in. It. Uh, and then the piece at the top is a uh, makeup demo from a convention in the UK. Uh, and the other two people down here without their skin on is from a movie called Claude, <laughs> nice. and it was directed by uh, Steve Taylor. And you can get it now online. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon nice. Prime. Called and they Claude. were Clawed. They were Clawed. They were ripped <laughs> up and Clawed. Yeah, Clawed. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Look that's at that. Juicy. Juicy. Yeah, that's, that's all from uh, the the Whaler. From, uh, uh, basically, that was like the first La Llorona movie made. Uh, it was a director video release on Blockbuster, but it was really successful. I think they made two sequels to it. But uh, nice. they had me come in and do uh, makeup effects on the... Uh, Oh, on man. some of the lead, on the lead the throat, characters, I'm look the, the the effects of them on the throat. That's you like phenomenal. that? That's uh, phenomenal. It's, it's fun. It's uh, that that. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. It's you know I, uh they they you know they 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 call me in you know uh, to do to do the, the 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 gory stuff on the independent films and I I do my best. I just I bring what I have and I try my best. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's all we. That's all you can do, right? That's all. Yeah. The, one, the, yeah. the lady in the middle. Oh my god. The, with her, with her oh, face, open up. yeah, she was a real trooper. I said, "You're gonna not gonna be able to see on this side of your face." She's sitting yeah. in a bathtub, actually, of of lukewarm water because I try to keep the water warm. I uh, put the makeup on her, and she's sitting there for the shot in the lukewarm water. She's just, like, you know, cold. So she's like, "I'm like, you can't be cold. You're dead. <laughs> don't don't shiver." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's phenomenal work, though. I, um, I, 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 oh, that's, uh, that's from, uh, Amityville Harvest. Uh, that's, uh, kind of like a, like a little nightmare, uh, yeah. I love how he's smiling. I love how he's smiling with you. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he, he's, he can't see in that makeup. So we, we put the makeup. Oh. Uh, this is, this is actually shot at like a colonial house, okay. uh, in the middle of Los Angeles, uh, on this piece of property where they have all these yeah. like old houses over 100 years old. And um, I said, well, because you're going to be blind, we're, we, I put, had to put his makeup on in the front yard of the house in the middle of oh. the night. And then we had to hand walk him to set and put him in front of the camera to do the shot. And that was it. It was just like this one shot where you go, no, ah! You know? It looks phenomenal, though. But I like that photo. It's cra- it cracks thank me you, up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This one right here, was this used in anything? No, that is a Halloween costume I made for uh, <laughs> oh my, my cousin's son. You know, oh. my, my, yeah, one of my cousin's... Uh, uh, my cousin JC, I guess he've, uh, you know, called me, uh, and say, Hey Joe, my son wants to, wants to dress up as you for Halloween. One year I made him a costume and I, that's one of the, the like the best things you can do is like when you have family and friends yeah. say, Hey, yeah. can you make something for my kid for Halloween? I would and lose I'm like, it yeah. if I uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. as a kid uh, for like, Halloween. 
I'm like, stop everything. Let, <laughs> let me make this, you know, 10 year old, the most crazy costume in the world. <laughs> so we go and scare all of his friends. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. nice. I, I have a lot of cousins, and I, I'm like, when are you going to call me to make a right. make pizza for Halloween? Like, scared ass me. You've been put on blast now. You're like, oh, oh we got to make costumes for everyone now. <laughs> this one's pretty good, too. I love the bullet hole coming outward okay. on the top of his forehead. That's phenomenal. You've got, you've got to see this movie. It's called Half Cocked, and it's okay. directed by Aaron Brockus and produced by, uh, was it Sophia and Michael Epstein? And, uh, it's a hilarious, dark, dark movie. Nice. Uh, but this is a guy who, uh, I don't want to give it away. Just okay. Google it. Check it out. And find it half right. cock. It's loaded with special effects. Uh, right. It's a short. It's about, uh, I think it's about uh, 15, 16, 17 minutes long. But yeah, that's fine. It's, a it's a really fun, uh, fun film. Nice. And, uh, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. blew me away right here. That's like, from my goodness. That's from a, 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 a an action an action film, basically an action revenge film, and uh, uh, this guy gets drawn and quartered in the movie. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the name of the movie? It's called Nation's Fire. Okay, Nation's, Nation's Fire. Fire. I, I think you can get it on Amazon Prime now, but it does okay. have a lot of it has some really good gore effects in it, and it's just an action film. It's a re action revenge film. And uh, nice. there's like shotgun blasts to the head. There's decapitations. Oh there's, man. You know, I was, shotgun bass to the face. There's. All I was actually going to ask you if you were going to dip your toe in uh, in the action genre, and you've already done it. Oh yeah, no, I love I love uh, doing hyper realistic uh, blood and gore. This effects. is phenomenal, like, though, man. My like, favorite things to do. Phenomenal work here. Thank you, I appreciate really that very realistic much. Really looking. Hey, but, oh, go ahead. Oh, this is uh, this is from a brand new movie. It just came out uh, two weeks ago. It's called Wrong Place, Wrong Time. Love it's it. like an act. It's an action vampire film, oh, and so. uh, it's, it's directed by Justin Price and stars right. some amazing, talented uh, ca cast and uh, amazing crew as well. But uh, more importantly, they let me do all practical. It's, there's no CGI in this film. It's all practical blood. Nice. vampires effects and there's like little bits of them all over the place like even this, this is only in there for a little blip but it's so perfect the way they put it in there it's like ah, you know it's just nice. enough it's just enough but so, look at that that's that looks great i had, I, had great. I i i built everything on set like you know like they I was shot in texas so yeah but they told me like a couple of weeks before and i just packed everything in a box <clears> and Flew it, flew with it to Texas because uh, yeah. I didn't have ten, time to like like do any live casts or anything like that. Right, I kind of right, like right. that. I, I like to like ad lib, do makeup effects on set, but uh, it's always it's also appreciative when more, I have time. More creative. Well, yes and no. I also okay. like to take the time. The more time I have to uh, prototype and and do pro, you know pre production, I, I think that it's a just different kind of effect altogether. But I appreciate that. I appreciate having to take the time to like really finesse right. my work. You, you nice. know, the things, the things about it I love, what I, what we just saw, but there's also things about it. Like that I just, w I wouldn't do if I had the time. So yeah. Right, right yeah. here, uh, our boy, uh, Neenan Lusick. He's a, he's a, one of our, one of the badasses that uh, supports the channel, but he's also an actor in Germany. 
And nice. he was in a film called Berlin Undead. I don't know if you've Berlin seen that. Berlin Undead. Oh. It's, actually, it's actually a pretty good zombie flick. You should check it out. It's actually I'll, really I'll check it out. But he's one of the main zombies that you'll see in the front. So, okay. You know, okay. Punching through doors and all that. But he says here, he says, when I was a zombie in Berlin Undead, the last day of shooting was Halloween. And I went afterwards to a Halloween party with, with full makeup on that he got for the movie. That's brilliant. Excellent. That's brilliant. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I had to highlight that for you to make you laugh. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Now, is this C.J. Graham? That is not C.J. Graham. Okay. That <laughs> is Jason. He's gonna kill me. Is it J- Jason from Vengeance? Oh, I'm not gonna, not gonna look at like a look of his last name. Wait, what did you say? It's right there. Jason Brooks. It's Jason Brooks. Okay. Jason Brooks, who okay. is uh, the. Uh, 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 plays Jason uh, Voorhees in okay. the Vengeance films, and um, CJ uh, Graham plays his dad. CJ Graham plays his okay. dad. But see, right. the reason why you don't recognize that's Jason Brooks holding his head. He his character in the film um, wears a beard and mustache like that. Oh, so so, okay. so that's okay. that, like so he 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 puts on the beard and the mustache and transforms himself into that hillbilly looking character uh, nice. in the film. Yeah, yeah, that looks phenomenal too. Uh, but yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was an honor. I had uh, Tom McLaughlin and Tom Matthews on here and CJ Graham himself. Okay. Was hanging out with us. We were talking about our love for uh, part six, Friday 13th. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It That's was, cool. Uh, you were involved with that, with the, uh, with the short. Funny story. Uh, well, that, that movie is a feature, actually. Friday 13th oh, Vengeance. It's a full-blown okay. feature. You can, you can watch it right now on, uh, on, okay. uh, on YouTube. And there's, uh, there's other ones too, right? There's like I C- think, I think, I think part two, I don't know if it's a full feature or not, or Bloodlines or Rosebud. Okay. I think, I think, I'm not sure. I, I don't quote me on it, but you're yeah. right. I think one of them is a shorter, and it may be like a short being like 40 minutes or like, you know, 50 it's minutes or length. longer. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Vengeance is a full blown feature. And um, uh, funny story, what I, I came, came up there, uh, Don Shell is, it was one of the producers on the film, and he asked if I would come up to work on the film. The film, all the proceeds from the film go to like a, a I think uh, uh, the Shriners Children's Hospital. Yeah. And so I donated my time. I went up there. I did build the head. Jason flew down to L.A. to do the live cast of the head, and I, I took it up there. Uh, but I got to be on set for a few days, and they asked me if I'd help out on some other effects. And I said, sure. And so C.J. Graham comes in and sits down in the makeup chair to get, excuse me, made up as uh, Jason's father. And they put a wig on him, and they said, Joe, what can we do? You know, they had the wig on him. Yeah, and uh, I said, he said, "What would you do?" And I said, "Well, maybe put a little dirt in his hair." And I, so I mixed up a little cup of what I would do, like a little dirt, and I went yes. over to the wig, which was basically a gray wig with long hair. Yeah. And I went over and I put it in his hair, and it just, it just, it is, it saturated, it went all the way down. It looked perfect. I went, "Oops, I'm, there you go, and I've done it." So now I start pouring it all over. It. It's like, "Oops, I didn't mean to do that." But yeah, and, then, and so he has this kind of like dirty, yeah. you know. Like vagrant, photos, vagrant yeah. look, and yeah. that was what I did. I I made a boo boo, you know. Basically, I went. I was going to put a little bit on their wig, and I went, yeah. "Oh, there you go. Now I got to do the whole thing." You know, it's like cleaning a dirty spot on the wall. Oops! Now I got to clean the whole wall. Right, right, so, right. <laughs> and, uh, Sounds yeah. like you had fun there. It, yeah, a good group of people. I still remain friends with all of them. And yeah, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? So you're a director as well. You direct several, a lot of films you've directed. So near death here, uh, is what's, what's is this haunted house? What's what's the plot of this? It is a haunted house kind of film. Uh, if you, this is a rare find. If you can find this film, uh, it's one of my 
I think it's like my fourth feature that I directed. And uh, it does have uh, practical and CGI in it. Yeah. Uh, but it takes place in a, in, a, in a house that's inhabited by ghouls. Ooh. And uh, it was written by a good friend of mine. His name is Dan Benton. Dan Benton's father was uh, one of the producers on the TV series Night Gallery. He also produced uh, Police Woman and, uh, from the 70s. And uh, Dan Benton actually wrote the first gay character for television for a uh, TV show called um, oh, Dynasty. Or was okay. it Matt Stein? Dynasty, yeah. And uh, so Dan and I became close friends when I first nice. moved to Los Angeles. And um, he wrote that film. And the movie is about a group of people that are cursed to live in a house and they're ghouls and they have really? to, they have to pay a guy in gold treasure that's buried in the house okay. to bring victims to the house. Cause the only thing they can eat is the recently dead human flesh. Really? That's, that's what ghouls do. They eat right. the flesh of the recently dead. Right. Right. To stay alive. And if they, and, and if they leave the house, they die. So they can't literally, they literally can't cross over the threshold of the house or they die. Okay. And they look just like you and me, though, when they eat right. human flesh. But if they don't eat human flesh, they begin to get ghoulish. God, they start to deteriorate. Yeah. Okay. So I if saw you like this here, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, all right, well, that, I'm sold. Yeah. That, 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 that is uh, <laughs> one of the lead characters rips open the head of one of yeah. the, the ghouls. And so they stink inside. You know, they're rotted inside. They look yeah. great on the outside, but right. on the inside, they're stinky and rotted like that. Rotted yeah. meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it. a fun film. It's a really fun film. And uh, it's, yeah. Cool. It was actually, it was actually shot in the, the executive producer's house. Um, yeah. And we, we, we only had three days to film in it. Uh, we shot it literally three days. It was actually it was his mom's house. And oh. his mom was moving out of her mm. house. Three, d- three days before we started shooting. And so literally, we were wrapping up the last shot as the moving trucks <laughs> were moving, coming to the house. Wow. This, this was in uh, Woodland Hills. And yeah, so the whole, yeah. the, the whole house <clears throat> decor was like like a like a mortuary like a like a like a like a like a funeral home yeah, you know, yeah. all her decor was like a with chandeliers and gaudy like yeah, curtains and so it was perfect oh yeah 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 nice yeah what yeah, yeah. is that i gotta check that out yeah you got a question here uh from mkf30 thanks for the support in the channel he says hi uh joe are you a fan of uh tom savini kevin yeager stan winston ray ray harryhausen and uh, if you could work on a Chucky, Freddie, Michael, or Jason film, which one oh. would you pick first? Wow, those are awesome questions. Thank you for asking that. I'm a well, first of all, I'm a fan of all everyone's work that you mentioned. Uh, but I'm going to have to, you know, most importantly, talk about Tom Savani a little bit. Back in 1982, when I was 12 years old, there was this thing called uh, 411, where you could like literally call the operator and dial 411, and you could like you could ask for anybody's phone number in the in, in the United States. So if they were listed in the phone book and their phone number was printed in the phone book, you yeah. could find out where they lived and what their phone number was. And so I knew that Tom Savani lived in Pittsburgh. So I called Pittsburgh 411 and asked for Tom Savani's phone number and I spelled it for them and they gave me his own phone number. <laughs> and so I would I was 12 years old. So I probably talked like this at that time. And I said, Hi, can I speak to Tom Savani? And he would like, he picked up the phone and he just had like this full on conversation with me on several occasions. And he, he taught me how to use a, uh, a chemical fire extinguisher over the phone. Uh, you know, I asked him how he did the special effect of the cutting off the the helicopter zombie. And he explained to me how 
wow, I would have to buy one and how I would have to like put the pressure in it and, and this kind of thing. And I remember him telling me, you know, don't aim it at someone's eye when you're spraying right. it, it might pop some, you know, if it hurt someone if you poked him and the eye, the, the pressure is a hundred pounds of pressure in it, yeah. he, you know, and uh, he talked me through a lot of stuff. He was a very nice man. And uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, I was 12, 13, like 12, yeah, 13, yeah. 14 years old. And I remember yeah. he, when he did uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which right. was shot near Austin, Texas. Love that uh, and, and I live about an hour. I grew up about an hour from Austin, Texas. I called yeah. him uh, at his hotel room and left him a message. <laughs> of course, by then his career just went, you know. And, right, uh, right, right. And then he wasn't as 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 reachable then. Right. And then I finally Figures. got to meet him. Yeah, many but years that's later. Still, that's still a cool yeah. story, though. That's still yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. This right here, I'm sold from the cover. This is a badass cover, the Jackhammer Massacre. So what's this? We've got this slasher? is this is this is a slasher film. Uh, nice. It's kind of a dramatic slasher. Uh, it was originally just called Jackhammer as like a metaphor uh, for the film. It, mm. It's about uh, you know, uh, this film was distributed by Lionsgate when Lionsgate was like when you know there used to be what oh, I forget what was the name of the other company that that released the Blair Witch, but Blair Witch came out and then Lionsgate started. This is like 2004, I think. Oh, so okay. 2001, 2002, when Lionsgate was first rolling out all their you know becoming known for the yeah. horror films and whatnot. Uh, this movie was a movie that I directed, and it was acquired uh, one of the first acquisitions for their direct-to-home media uh, shot on video nice. films. And I shot this movie in five days here, uh, or maybe it was six days in wow. Van Nuys, California, at the special effects shop where I worked. And uh, so I got to give a shout out to the guys that, uh, that allowed me to shoot at the shop there. And um, you know, we made that film, and uh, it's a pretty crazy, bloody movie. It was so bloody that they cut every death scene they had to edit every what? death scene in the film because lionsgate was trying was doing mainstream films and oh. all the movies at the time when they were distributed to blockbuster home video and hollywood video and best buy and walmart kmart yeah. they all had to be r-rated which means you had to submit your movie to the mpaa rating system here in los angeles so all these movies that these filmmakers are making today oh, with blood and stuff yeah, they would yeah. never they would never get they, they would never be able to be distributed you had to right. pay like something like i don't know i think it was uh, i want to say like three, <clears throat> a three grand just to do the submission and then, and then if it was rejected you had to pay a small fee for each time you resubmitted it after you made the cut for them to look at it. wow and so that movie was heavily edited when it was released, even though it does have a small fan base following. Uh, okay. I, we have the original master cut of the film, and I would love for it Director's to be released. Cut? Uh, Director's <laughs> cut? Unrated? Just lo- loaded with, like, just insane gore. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah, still yeah. check it out, though. But okay. Yeah. Pr- yeah. Well, fingers crossed for the director's cut in the future. Yeah, absolutely. No, we, 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 I want to get it out there on the market. There's there's a scene where someone is oh, bashing, the, bashing the head um with the jackhammer, kind of like this more, not instead of like this. Yeah. And his head explodes on contact. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Five stars. Five yeah. stars. Yeah. <laughs> five so. out of five. This one right here. What's this all about? Franken fake. Franken fake. Well, Franken, Frank, Franken, Frankenbite. Have you ever heard the term Frankenbite? No. Franken, Frankenbite is when reality television programming takes all of the audio that a person says okay and they, they log in they have a person that logs in every bit of dialogue that they say every line and the computer like siri can read out what what it says right it, it can translate every piece of dialogue so frankenbite is when they take 
a word from this sentence here and they put it into another one of your sentences so they can make you say whatever they want. And they have you start by saying the line, but then when they want the edit to happen, they cut away to the person you're talking to and then they put in the, the dialogue they really want you to say and they gotcha. come back to you when you finish saying it. It's called Frankenbite, where they okay. edit it together to make you say something that you never said before. Right. Okay. Face Off is a reality television show that's produced by cable, which is notorious for uh, for, 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 for Frank and faking the show. Yeah. And uh, this entire show is created in a movie, in a studio. None of it's real, right. including er- everything about it is, is uh, fabricated. And um, uh, this is a documentary that my partner and I produced about my experience on Face Off. Ah, okay. And, gotcha. and uh, where we expose uh, basically how they do this, wow. how they how they fake this show, how they how they edit it together, and they make um, they make you see something that was never actually got you there. Yeah. Wow, that sounds amazing! I have to check that out. Documentary. Yeah. So you're doing documentaries too. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my partner has an Emmy for uh, editing, uh, outstanding editing in reality television programming. So he has oh, nice. the knowledge to pick. Like he can, we, we can, we can, we, we, we watch a show and he can tell when something has been Frank and faked or wow. Frank and bite. Like, oh, that's, you know, he can pick it out. Like, boom. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. He can tell wow. when it's all fake. So from like I said earlier, you're a Renaissance man. So you you you're doing documentaries too, working with trauma. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> How was it with uh, getting the trauma la- label on there? Legend you know, it's one of, of those chubacabra. This is one of those yeah, one of those bucket list moments. You know, where yeah, you yeah. you get your independent film distributed by trauma and they got it out in the market and. Um, you know, we shot that movie for uh, $3,500, I think, uh, yeah. on my father's goat ranch in Helotus, Texas. And it's nice. a very entertaining film. I'm yeah. very proud of the movie. And you got a little I be- trauma. Yeah, I became good friends with Lloyd. And nice. Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd and I have since worked on a couple of films together. Oh, right. And, uh, yeah, and uh, in fact, do I, do I have his head sitting right here yeah, next to me? Let me see if I can. Let me see. This is uh, uh, actually. Um, Oh my goodness! This is amazing, Chad. Fall over, fall over while I do this. Let me see. Here. <clears throat> there we go. I love it. Lloyd, right there. Lloyd Kaufman face. Oh, not great. Yeah, yeah. This this is for uh, Justin Seaman's uh, new movie, The Barn Two, which okay. he tells me they're finishing up now as we speak, and uh, should be out soon. <laughs> And um, I, was, but, thank, but, thank you for doing that. That was amazing. Uh, I, I have all kinds. Of, the reason why I have all the lights off is because there's just <laughs> too much. Like light. my desk here, there is so much yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, I have oh, a okay. I have a meat cleaver right here in front of me. I got <laughs> just there's like there's so much stuff around me. I just turned off the light so you can't see. It's just like there's it's, it's there's just there's so much stuff around me. Um, oh, I, before we move on, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people. I want to talk about Marcel Waltz. He directed a movie called Blind, which is one of my favorite avant-garde, dark, romantic slasher movies. What's and it called he, again? Blind. 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 Okay. You can get it right now. You get it online right. right now. It's called Blind. And he, um, I'm a, probably the, the film's number one fan. I got a chance to see it at the premiere here in Hollywood with Brink Stevens. I took Brink Stevens as my date. And my partner, Steven, went me, with yeah. me as well. 
but the movie was so beautifully done. And I told Marcel that, and Marcel invited me and asked me to create the special effects for the sequel. So yeah. we, we just finished. Uh, uh, he, we finished uh, Pretty Boy uh, last. Uh, uh, the I want to say uh, November, December. Just beautiful. If you Look love, if you love blood and you love beautiful, beautiful cinematography, and you yeah. love. This it's, looks fantastic. Oh, it's a phenomenal film. And you, you will really, really appreciate Pretty Boy. A lot of really fun stuff in it. So I gotta I gotta give a big shout out to Marcel Wallace. Joe Netter also wrote the screenplay and produced it. Uh Joe Netter is uh one of the uh writers on the new uh Twilight of the Living Twilight of the Dead movie that uh George Romero's wife is trying to produce. So Joe oh, Netter wrote okay. Pretty Boy. Joe Netter wrote Pretty Boy okay. and uh as a brilliant writer. Nice. I have to give a shout out to Shane Bradford and Joshua Poole and all the people in San Angelo, Texas that are making a movie titled Slaughter Slaughter Q. Slaughter, or I don't have it on. Uh, it's Country Club, home of the Slaughter Q. It's a barbecue slasher movie. That's all I got to say. Sold. Yeah. Barbecue slasher. Yeah. Let's do it. Bar- <laughs> barbecue slasher movie. And, um, I got, I went out there uh, last year during the pandemic to shoot the film and loaded all my you know loaded all my gore and effects up into suitcases and took it went out there and we just shot two day, two days of just all the effects blood slasher all that we could do that so that that's going down uh got, of course you got Justin Price's uh wrong place wrong time out right now or uh, wrong time wrong place I forget it, it's one of those it's just the vampire action flick uh, let's see. We got Zombie Geddon coming. Uh, uh, it's a team up in uh, Washington. You can check out their 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 Indiegogo campaign right now. We got Terror Tunes Four. Right. We have Tin Roof, produced by Re- Rebecca Reinhardt and um, I want to say Rob Rob from uh, um, uh, Happy Death Happy Death Day. Uh, okay. uh, and uh, they're gonna they're, I'm gonna I'm gonna be killed because I don't remember his last name. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, and uh, you, you just the list goes on and on and on. Let's see. Wait. Oh, oh. Um, oh Sean C. Phillips is directing and producing his first feature film right now. It's called uh, Scream Bloody Murder. And he honored me by asking me to play a part in the film. I just shot it yesterday. I can't tell you what it is, but okay, okay. amongst some amazing people. Nice. And last but not least, uh, well, two other two other friends. We have Dave Bailey and Joseph Kelly. They have Clown Motel, To Death Do Us Part coming out. They just shot that. I did a whole bunch of gore and great fun stuff for that. And I'm doing all the digital for that. Nice. And then we have um, Joseph Kelly and Matthew Vinaha are producing Appetite for Sin, a brand new sexy vampire film that sexy. I am. Yeah, very sexy vampire film that I have the one of the lead roles in the film as a nice. detective. All so, right. Yeah, yeah. Brad's detective. Yeah, detective. Oh, right. this is gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And nice. so, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. It's Appetite for Sin, directed Will by do. Matthew Vinaha. Uh, it's an upcoming uh, Latino director who is going to be doing some amazing things, and I'm going to be right there to help him along the way nice, as best I can. Nice. Yeah. Awesome, that's awesome. Gotta, and I'm sure I've got to show, show the love. Oh, I got, I got one more. I got one more. I got Keep one more. Keep going. I got <laughs> Robert Restro and uh, my partner Stephen Escobar. And uh, God, you're gonna kill me. Stephen Rears are producing Z Dead End, which is a brand new take on zombies. Ooh. I love it because right. no one's done it the way that we're going to do it, 
And I know that for certain because I'm designing and working very closely with the director and the producers on this on, on designing the zombies. I've never seen it done this way, and it's really? all very hush hush. Okay, uh, okay. But uh, uh, yeah, but some good good stuff. And well, uh, we just shot a portion of it. They're shooting the rest of the movie in September. Big all star cast, lots of fun people in the film. Uh, nice. But the Indiegogo campaign is still going on if you want to be a part of it. Okay. And, uh, it's loaded with zombies, and my specific direction is we don't want to do any digital blood if we don't have to. It's all going to be practical. There you go. Yes. Yeah, love yeah, it. yeah. Love I, it. I know I'm missing somebody else. Uh, I forget who, but there's all some more stuff rock. coming. All <laughs> <of you. laughs> Forgive all me of if you I badass forgot. Badass filmmakers and actors, yeah, special yeah. effects directors, you all rock. Yeah, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for letting me take the time to do that. To oh do yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Make yeah, sure yeah, I mention everybody. Yeah. Oh man. Boom! Let's keep it rocking and rolling here. Look at that. That's wrong place, wrong time. Yes, that is uh, Justin Price's new film. If you get a chance to check that out, and that is Mike Markoff, uh, the actor. And you know, he—I met him that day on set. He had no idea what he was going to do. Uh, we <laughs> shot the movie in Texas, and I said uh, I had to turn him into a vampire, and then we had to kill him on set. I had 24 hours to do all of this. I didn't have. Uh, chance to do anything, make a live cast of his face or nothing. So Man. I had to come with all the pieces and, uh, you know, the director's like, can we make him melt? And I said, do you have salad dressing? And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, go look in the fridge. And so I just literally, like, you, you want this? Do you want this? No, no, you can have, take it, take it. So uh, yeah, that, that's my go-to thing. great. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Neenan says, uh, "Can uh, can you make me up as a, as a zombie and uh, throw me in a movie to die or something real quick?" Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's and, do I mean, it, baby. Yeah, you can do it. You should. Uh, in fact, if anybody wants to join us on set, I know that you can contact Robert Restro and Stephen Rears right now. Oh, cool. We're shooting in September in the nice uh, early fall of the uh, uh, here in out in Los Angeles, and that's when we're nice. doing all the zombie stuff. So all come right. out and get in front of the camera and be it be a zombie. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Oh man! So before we we're, we're getting close to wrapping it up here because I don't want to keep you too much. I'm having a blast talking to you. I can talk to you all day. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, really quick before we before we segue towards the the, the last film I got here, really quick because I don't want to forget because I might forget later. What's some of your favorite sci-fi and horror flicks? Okay, I tell you what. I'm going to ask you what one of yours is, and then I will give you one. Sure, sure. I want to know. What is one of your favorite? Can I ask you? I want to ask you. I'll tell you. What is one of your most memorable special effects from a movie? I love Return of the Living Dead. I do too. I love the Tar Man. Okay, nice. (laughs) I can't get enough of the Tar Man. That's a great one. That might be my favorite zombie flick. That's awesome. That's awesome. I just love it so much. You go. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to. God, so hard. I'm going to have to either say. We'll just do one. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, Marilyn Chambers from the movie Rabid by David Cronenberg. That thing that comes out of her armpit, the the parasite, when it comes out of her armpit and sticks people like in the eye and sticks people. That thing right there really gets me. Yeah, you can't forget that. that. Yeah, that thing is just, I've never seen anything like it since. And, you know, Joe Blasco did that. And uh, there's just so many cool things about that, that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, really quick question: Did I did not see the remake? Was it any good? Okay, <laughs> <There's> some, <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> wait, there's some things about it I thought that were amazing. There were okay. some amazing things about it. 
you know, okay. and but uh, uh, I mean, I, I literally consider Rabid my number one horror movie ever. Like, I have a oh, poster. Nice. I have the, the 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 tie posters right here above my desk. Nice. Uh, so you, they were never they were never going to be able to compete with it to be gotcha. I mean, one of those. Yeah, you know. Right, so right, right. yeah, but, uh, we'll do sci-fi really quick. Uh, Predator for me. <laughs> I love that movie. That's <laughs> Cutting a good off one. Carl Weathers' arm, and the arm is still shooting the gun. Okay, go. all right, good, good. People are probably going to hate me for this. Like, uh, like, like a couple of them come like like fast, but I'm going to have to say like one that's a, like a total guilty pleasure for me. I don't care what anybody says. Is Prometheus. I love that film. It's just one guilty pleasure after another. The special <laughs> effects don't even have any rhyme or reason. They just melt into each <laughs> other. Just from one crazy and just money, money, money. They just threw money at everything. <laughs> giant full scale sets. And yeah. yeah, it was just amazing. And all the technology in the film yeah. and uh, oh, the, everything the, was brutal. The visuals, and, the visuals are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The engineers amazing. are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. All the, all the, all the alien, all, like, and literally, um, most people don't know, I don't know if most people know this, but everything in the film at some point was practical. Even right. like the full scale alien at some point was built practically. And like, like when they shot that giant alien at the end, it was like, like the first version of the face hugger hanging yeah, on yeah, to the, yeah, to, to, yeah. to the, to, to the, to the, the guy. They From shot the that, engineer, yeah, like, yeah they, they shot that sideways. So it looked like it had the weight of a real thing coming out of a door. Yeah. You know, all that really cool stuff. And yeah. when you have money, you can do whatever yeah, you want. You can, and, you know, yeah, you I, can do whatever you want. <laughs> that, that's, I love that. I just loved it. Yeah. Right. Nice. Nice. Good pick. Good pick for visuals, man. Yeah. But speaking of sci fi, boom. Xenophobia. There you Xenophobia. go. You know, this is, xenophobia. This is your most recent film, right? right? That's completed it is. and out, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Thank you very much for bringing that up. Xenophobia is a movie that I've been wanting to make for 20 years with my partner. Uh, when I first met him, I was working on a calendar called Xenophobia. And if you Googled the word xenophobia, let's say seven years ago, six years ago, yeah. um, it, the, the definition was the fear of aliens or anything foreign. Okay. Like, like another otherworldly would say yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it, it would give the impression of like something not of this earth or of aliens. Right. Um, the definition has changed over the past couple of years, but uh, and that's what it is. It's the fear of aliens. You know, I've always wanted to make a movie about the fear of aliens. Nice. And uh, I always wanted to make a movie with all practical aliens. You know, we made this movie, of course, on a micro budget again. Yeah. But all the aliens in the film, there's seven different species. They're all done practically. Well, I was just, this, this, yeah. again, one of the things that stood out. Like, look at this. Yeah. This full scale right here. This is phenomenal. Full scale. Thank you. Thank you. Thank phenomenal. You, thank you. How long did it so, take to do to complete this? I this think guy. I did it. We're going like, to call him uh, Phil? Is this Phil? <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this alien was actually inspired by uh, an underwater sea creature I saw on the Science Channel, which is like oh. my one of my favorite things to do. I, I love watching the science channel with my, my partner, Steven, and yeah. we go to sleep to uh, how the universe was, works uh, every night. And uh, this thing showed up on the science channel and the underwater sea creature. I think I spent a week and a half making it. I didn't have very long at all Man. because we were kind of like, you know, when you're making an independent film and you set the shooting date, it's like a, you just, you know, it's, it's like uh, the beginning of a relay race. You know, we shot right. some of it and that's all. This is also an anthology movie. In, in fact, xenophobia is the first ever alien abduction anthology movie. Nice. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Nice. I try never cool. I try never to make the same movie twice. I try to like right. do something. I try Keep to like you know, do some, yeah. 
which is very hard when you're trying to sell a movie to right. you know like yeah. anything something truly original but yeah, my look part. at these guys yeah that, I mean, that's it, a, it looks like you're having a blast making these aliens here you know that's me and my partner steven you know nice. that's in the that's in the garage that's in that's oh. in our garage yeah we <laughs> is shot this that bob? In, is this bob uh, yeah that's the, my my gray alien you know my gray alien <laughs> I'm just and, naming uh, all the aliens yeah, for you. I, we, we didn't have some funny so, names. How was like Fred? That. How was making Fred yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, that was um, you know, that was just like one of the last ones that I built. Uh we had to go out to the desert to shoot the opening scene that Stephen directed. Uh, we actually shot the film. work here. This is phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. This is something I sculpted after taking one of those classes and uh learning a little bit from my uh, from my my mentors here in Los Angeles. Nice. Uh yeah. Yeah. And uh, th- these photos here, is this from the premiere here? That's from the premiere. Yeah, that was my, that. my first, like, really, you know, major professional Hollywood premiere with the red carpet mm. and everybody there. And just really, nice. uh, um, it was a, a real amazing experience. Um, yeah. There's all kinds of people in the, in the just in the front row here. I, I could pick out, like, like that Sadie Katz in the red dress. Sadie Katz from Wrong Turn Six, I think she's that's right. her. Marcel Waltz is behind her. The guy to the to 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 the left is Garo Setien, who is one who's the man who's probably cut all your favorite horror movie trailers from Lionsgate. Sarah yeah. French is right. Sarah French, yeah. the star of Blind, and I countless other movies, is <clears throat> right next to him. And on and on and on. The whole the nice. whole the whole the whole crowd was um full of uh, my favorite uh, Hollywood uh, nice. peers. Uh, uh, Jackie Kong is in the audience there sitting next to me. Uh, 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 Jackie Kong is the uh, female director that directed um, uh, Blood Diner and The Being, which is one of my all-time favorite creature features, The Being. Nice. Blood Diner's and, fun. Bl- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Blood <And> Kevin, Diner's <laughs> wild. <laughs> Kevin Tenney, the director of Night of the Demons uh, franchise, was yeah. there in the audience yeah. with Kathy, uh, the star of the original Night you of the Demons. contact him, get uh, Night of the Demons director on here. That's you should, great. absolutely. Okay, Kevin great. is an amazing, talented yeah. man. And he is like... He is all for practical effects. Like he will, nice. yeah, yeah. He's all about the practical effects. Nice, so uh, nice. we, we 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 love him. We appreciate him. But you see that, that top photo right there. You see that top photo right there. That's what it's all about. Oh, uh, that's oh, what yeah. it's all about. Yeah, you passionate uh, you, fans. Whether it's a micro budget movie, where it's a big budget movie, at the end of the day, it's all about the community. Of, oh yes, of, of film lovers coming together, being yeah, passionate about what they're watching and that's, that's that's the joy and the magic of film you know yeah. it's awesome that, really the, these cool, the people in the audience they're closer to me than my i mean uh they're my actual blood relatives they're, they're my right. film family these people have looked out for me and uh you know they 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 just uh you know my i was looking at that picture of the, of the, of the audience <laughs> and my, my friend uh, nicole dome it's in the yeah. front row there she's seen me through thick and thin and my best at my worst and I still work with her today. She's a uh, a union uh, property master, and uh, yeah. you know, I she's uh, just uh, yeah. It's my real. That's my family there. My film that's, family. That's awesome. That, that's yes. really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. We are blessed at the end of the day. You know? Absolutely, we yeah. And, uh, I see right here, Fluffy Gamer showing up here. He says, "Terratunes, baby." Oh, look, you got you got uh, you got you got your Doctor Carnage Terratunes shirts there right here. Which there you go. They're, they're still available uh, at the Indiegogo campaign for Terratunes Four. I'm going to say this right now. Sure. If you've never seen Terror Tunes, uh and, and you want to see something that you've never seen before, you watch the Terror Tunes franchise. Part one is dark. Part two is like the direct-to-video, the mainstream version of part one. Okay. And part three is just 
batshit crazy. Yeah, that's fact, the trailer I saw. In, I in like, fact, I when, when, even when I watch it today now, I'm like, I don't even know who that was that made that film. <laughs> you know, like that. I made that movie ten years ago, and it makes me uncomfortable to watch it. You know, like, <laughs> like what? Is I was like thinking, and oh. Terrence Four is probably going to be the darkest of them all, but okay. it's also probably going to be the most mainstream of them all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there going to be a collection box set or something? There is a Terror Tunes quadrilogy, and it's yeah. going to be released at the end of the year, probably just in all time right. for Christmas. With uh, with, and we're we're doing a whole new set of posters for all of them, and uh, it's going to be a great a great gift set. It's going to be a great a great quadrilogy. Nice, nice. Set, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fluffy Gamer reminded me when I saw his comment there. He's all Terra Tunes, baby. Uh, our buddy over here, Philip Tricky. That's right. OGP. Oh, Philip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to OGP. And he's doing I, his filmmaking thing right now. So uh, you you were kind of collabing with him with the Bread of Wickedness. Yeah. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, the, the, we, we, we'll still make that happen. He's got some amazing concepts in that film that, um, oh, yeah. you know, if we, uh, if we get a chance to see them, there will also be stuff that you've never seen before. I love like truly original concepts and ideas and, and film, you know, I really, really appreciate it when directors go out of their way to try to do something that they've yeah. never done before. Yeah, I think when, Philip's going to do, if we, if we produce that film, he's going to be able to do that. He's going to kill it. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to knock it out of the park. Cause Absolutely. he explained everything. Absolutely. I was like, I was on board. I was like, Hey, is there a way I can come out and hold the boom mic or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, something? no, no. This, uh, this is going to be some good stuff in that. If he wants to. Nice. And, and I think his, the, the real trick of, of what he's trying to do with that is doing like, once again, and I do a lot of fantasy stuff, but yeah. most we talked about this at the beginning about how the best CGI is CGI you don't even notice. Right. And if Philip does his film the way I think he wants to do it, he will do it with like hyper realistic intention. Yes. And, um, you know, and that, 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 that is where he's going to find the real magic in that film right there. And that's yeah, something that yeah, I always, that. I'm always striving to do, <clears throat> even with my aliens and stuff. I'm trying to do stuff that's hyper realistic. I'm always moving in that direction. Yeah. yeah. So speaking yeah. of aliens, is this still happening or is this? Uh, yeah, this will happen. This will okay. happen. It okay. will happen. But, 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 but it's going to, it's going to take a, a little time. It, it, each, each, each time Steven and I make a movie, it's, it has, it has to be something we're proud of, or we're just not going to do it. Right. And it gets, and the older we get, the more, the more uh, of that, we try to instill that intention in everything we do. So it's not something that can be rushed. It's just, you know, it's just we just we have to make it good. We have to yeah. get right. Yeah. And and with and with part uh, uh, ter- uh, with xenophobia too, uh, the the real magic behind the first one was that we had like multiple directors involved, and we're going to do that again with this one. And we want to bring in more uh, more inclusive, you know, female directors, uh, directors of all nationalities. Uh, I want to I want to I, 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 force is a harsh word. I want to force. So, well, like one director to work with another director. Gotcha. I want to gotcha. force a, a writer who's a director yeah. to work with a director who's a writer. I want to. Gotcha. I want to yeah. see what happens. Like yeah. a big science experiment. Even yeah. if they don't get along, even if they don't get along, it should not impact the quality of their work. Right. 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 They should still be able to make something great. Right. And in At fact, the they the might day, even make. Right? In, fact, in fact, they might even be able to make something amazing because of there it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all, that's yeah. A, hey. yeah. Lead, lead them. Yeah, you lead, you lead this yeah. one to this one. Let's see what happens, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Likely, if you know, if they're talented, it'll come out good. Oh, absolutely. So. And I, and I and I and I think once it boils down to, if you're chasing a dream or doing something, you know, you're getting to do something. Everybody pretty much plays well together on set. I, I, I rarely. I think I can I can pinpoint like maybe two or three instances in my entire forty year career where 
something went down on set that wasn't pleasant, you know, turned into something that wasn't fixable. But right, other than right, that, right. yeah, you know, nice. yeah. Yeah. Uh, last, last but not least, here I, <laughs> I heard these Iron Sky movies are wild, and I saw clips of them. I'm like, I have to watch these. And you helped with some of the special effects here. You know, I was invited by another friend of mine okay. to fill in for her for one day on set. On okay. I think it was Iron Sky two, and it was a it was it was a chance to meet the director and the team that, that that's in this film. All this this talented like these you know famous European uh European yeah. UK UK uh, directors right. and, and actor and uh, actors and um, but uh, yeah, that was a once in a lifetime experience working nice. with a big. I just uh, saw. Udo Kier playing Adolf sitting yeah. on T Rex in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I have to watch this. This looks wild. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I was just like, oh, Joe's part of that too. I gotta ask him about it. I just uh, did something. I I just did the smoke in a spaceship that crash lands. That's what I, that was my part. Hey, you're still that part, part of it though. Yeah, you know, you're still part of the filmmaking process. It's still yeah. awesome. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, again, uh, I could talk to you all day. But I know you're extremely busy. Uh, but this was a blast having Thank you the very amazing much. Joe Thank Castro you. hanging out with the Movie Dojo Army today on a Friday afternoon or Friday Friday evening. No, uh, depends on where you're at. Uh, but yeah, this was fun talking movies, horror films, sci-fi films, the filmmaking process. And, and, and you, you're a very positive person, my friend. And we need oh. more positive people like you in the industry. Thank you know, you. just uh, teaching others, you know, helping them grow, giving them good advice. Showing them the way. You got to show the younglings the way. Yeah. Uh, but still making fun, badass stuff like this. <laughs> That's <some laughs> because fun it's stuff. fun. Yeah. And uh, you're very talented. I mean, Thank like you. I said, I just saw images of your work. And I was like, this is ridiculous wow. how talented this guy is. So I really appreciate you taking the time coming to my little tiny channel. I appreciate it. Hanging That's out. Fun. And just like I tell all our guests that we have here, I always tell them, make this your second home. Make this your second home, man. If you want to come back, you're welcome to come back at any time just to talk movies, do movie reviews, plug something that's coming out, any future films, come back here, we'll talk about it, and we'll have a good time. Why? Because we love the community and we love talking about movies. All right, my friend. Don't go anywhere, but we'd like to thank all you badass for, badasses for watching and hanging out with us. Oh, one more thing I forgot. Uh, this kind of came last minute, guys. So this Sunday... Uh, join the old samurai at, uh, let's see, I believe we agreed <laughs> at 4 p.m. Yeah. So this Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, we're going to have one of the most badass martial artists. Phenomenal. This guy is phenomenal. And uh, you might know him by the name of Marco Zoror, son. Marco Zoror. You may have seen him on Art of Action with Scott Atkins. This dude is a badass. He is an amazing martial artist. He's phenomenal. And uh, he's going to be hanging out with us wow. on Sunday. So look at that at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time. So see you guys. You better be You better be there or Marco's going to get you. All right. Or Joe's going to pull up his butcher knife again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been a blast. Thanks for liking, sharing, and subscribing, all that good stuff. And uh, make sure you follow Joe's work. Uh, keep in touch. Follow the Indiegogos. Support Joe's work. He's one of the good peeps. He's one of us. That's right, and uh, we'd like to see all, we'll see all you bad guys next time. What am I? I'm just blabbing. I'm blabbing now, Joe. <laughs> all right. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Thanks again, brother, and I'll see you guys Sunday. Take care. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good night. Don't go anywhere.